Welcome back to Five Questions with uh, Dustin Pete here, and I have a very special guest with me today that I'm excited about as we continue these five questions based on the five areas uh, that I'm super passionate about and want to <clears throat> devote my life to encouraging coaching others in. Um, as I was preparing for uh, this kind of launch of the website and the YouTube channel this year, I started looking down my list of uh, friends and influencers and people that have been um, just uh, highly influential in my life uh, over the last few years or so. And um, without a doubt uh, that my guest today is uh, probably one of the most um, influential people, not just in my life, but the lives of many. Um, and so I'm so pumped to have uh, Johnny Burkhalter or Johnny B, as we call him, with us today. Johnny B is uh, Johnny B is our worship pastor uh, at Crossroads Church, where we both currently serve together right now. Little known fact: we're in the same building right now. He's somewhere that way, and I'm the other direction from him. Um, but that's how we roll when we do these things. So, Johnny, how you doing, man? I, I'm great. Uh, I need to give you a $5 love offering for that intro. That is so kind. Um, I'll cash out you later today. Um, uh, no, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm still in the Christmas spirit, as you can tell. Um, yeah. I think we're going to keep these up. I think we've decided that uh, they just are a vibe and yeah, not work. limited to Christmas. So we're going to keep them up. But yeah. Yeah, they work. One of the things that Johnny B is really great at that I got to see firsthand for the first time really uh, recently um, is writing music. And that was one of the reasons why we were interested in bringing Johnny onto the team is because we want to uh, be an organization, be a church that has um, some original songs to offer, um, to offer up, right. As uh, an expression of what God is doing uh, in our house, in our local body. And so Johnny is so in tune with that. And, I told Johnny this when he came on that he is uh, kind of a dying breed in the in the worship ministry world right now because a lot of today's worship leaders and worship <laughs> pastors are more musicians than they are pastors. Um, and whereas Johnny B is super gifted musically um, speaking, he's even more gifted and anointed pastorally. And so we love having him on the team for that. And we got a chance, he got a chance to take us on a writer's retreat recently where we went, uh, to an amazing house, uh, that a friend of ours parents had, uh, in Alabama and Johnny B brought in all of these friends of his from all over and us as a creative staff as well to write together for two or three days. And it was there that I was able to finally see for the first time, Johnny just come alive in a way that I've never seen before. And, and, and after that, I was like, well, I, I have to get him on here and just get five quick questions with him about his process for writing music, because I was, um, I was just so impressed and I was so intrigued. And I think others would be intrigued to know whether you're writing, uh, words or poetry, books, magazine articles, blog articles, music, instrumental music, lyrical music, whatever. Um, I think what Johnny has to offer and what he's going to share with you today through these five questions will be uh, really powerful and really something that'll stick with you. So I'll just start right off just a super basic, broad question. What is your process, Johnny, 
for writing music? Just lay out for us. Give us the secret sauce. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's, you know, there's no right way or wrong way. I know a lot of people start off with the music first and then the lyrics come. Other people are constantly jotting down lyrics in their phone and the music comes later. I think for me, um, uh, for me, words, I think, are the first thing that I'm, I'm drawn towards. Uh, for me, songs are, are really just another way of packaging stories. And mm -hmm. so I think, I think it's so important to have the words right. Um, you know, the catchiness and the hook, all those things are important. And you want the right chords and the right sound. But it's really about the story. It's the story that sticks. So I think for me, one of the, one of the things I like to do is once I've got the thought or the idea, we did some of this at our retreat, but is uh, kind of word bubbling, you know, and, and taking yeah. that word of, word of that thought and kind of giving it a personality, giving that word a story, giving that word the five senses, um, and just making that word come alive. And all of a sudden, you've got you don't just have a thought anymore, but you've got the beginning the beginning of a story. And so I think for me, that's kind of where it starts: is what story am I trying to tell, or what truth am I trying to uh, communicate? I think in our cul-de-sac, in our kind of corner of things in, in the church world, uh, we want to sing the songs that are going to connect people with their faith. Mm. We want to give, we want to give language to, uh, you know, to maybe a, a truth or a, a scripture verse. So there's really different kind of ways to kind of approach it, but I think it has to start with what story are we trying to tell? Yeah. Um, and does that story have a, a character and, um, you know, got to bring that character to life and, and whatever. If we're singing about hope, what, what, did, how does hope make you feel? Uh, what does hope remind you of? And begin to unpack those truths. One of the, the greatest stories in the Bible that I love that I go back to often is the story of Jesus in the Last Supper. And number one, I love that he calls it supper because it just confirms that yeah. he's from the South. Right. Uh, you know, but it's supper. It ain't din din. It ain't none of that. It's supper. Um, but, <laughs> Um, but he says something in that moment. He says, do this in remembrance of me. Hmm. And I think a lot of times worship, and if I could go even, even further, songs, the best songs bring you back to a place of remembrance, of wow. feeling, a moment. Uh, that's why we're, we're both super uh, country music nerds. Yes. And I think, I think that's what I relate to most uh, in that kind of genre is the stories that make you feel something, that make you remember something. So all, it's all about the story. How, how can we unpack a good story? Wow. I mean, yeah. So let's just lean into that a little bit more because another one of my questions, I'm just going to jump down out of order uh, for you for a second. Where, uh, where does your inspiration come from? I think a lot of people can tap a resource sometimes until the well runs dry, right? Yeah. And so yeah. as, as, as creative professionals, um, or yeah. creative hobbyists, and we're learning about other people's process. One of the things I always lean into is what's inspiring you right now, or where does your inspiration <laughs> come from? And I know you're probably going to be like, uh, my inspiration comes from my faith. That's a great answer. Give me the, <laughs> give me the real answer. Where does your inspiration come from? <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, one of the things I'm learning uh, is when inspiration doesn't come to you, you have to go to inspiration. Um, wow. So I'm, I'm learning how to do that. But I think in the context of this question, what inspires me uh, most is day-to-day -day life. Um, I, I'm, I'm in this kind of this season, you know, my wife and I raising kids. So a lot of, a lot of the things that happen day-to-day -day are, are triggers for me, um, for inspiration. 
you know, I remember being in the Starbucks drive through line and the line was super long. And our six-year-old who likes to ask questions about everything was asking all these questions. And she, she said, dad, when is it going to be our turn? And all of a sudden I thought, man, what a great thought. When is it? We're all asking that question. Maybe not about our ice latte, right? But we're asking when, when is my, my promotion or when is my next or when is my this? And so all of a sudden the everyday conversation began to spark this thought, like, when is my turn or, or when is my now or when is my mm -hmm. next? And you take a thought like that, an inspirational moment like that, and you figure out how, to, how you tell that story in a song because everybody is asking that question, when's it my turn? It may not mm -hmm. be about the Starbucks drive-thru, but we're all asking that question in some form or some fashion. So how do you take a very personal moment and yeah. tell a story that anybody could put themselves into? So I think inspiration is happening. We just kind of have to be aware of it, right? And I love the thought too. I heard somebody say one time, uh, they take things and they kind of put them in the cupboard, right? There's always inspirational things happening, things that inspire you. It may not be for right now, but yeah. take it and kind of put it in the cupboard, right? Because yeah. you may have to reach in there on a rainy day yeah. and pull out that pull out that can of beans, right? Um, yeah. Be and, that hoarder and, of ideas. <laughs> and warm it up, right? So just yeah. write it down. It may not... It may just be the simplest thing that hmm. you may never look back on, but it might be the thing that you pull back up and, and draws inspiration out. There's two things you mentioned there in that answer that I want to follow up on and just kind of elaborate on just a little bit. Number one, uh, you talked about uh, how a great story and so a great piece of writing, whether it's a, a music or poetry or or a blog post or an article or whatever, uh, that, it, that in order for it to really, really connect, that it has to be personal. Mm. Um, talk about that. Why, why does it have to be, why, why do the best songs feel so personal? Yeah, I think they have to make you feel something. I think they have to move, they have to move you, move something inside you. And so I think, um, I think that the secret sauce, the secret is how to take something personal, but make it, to where anybody again could kind of insert their name into that story there's yeah. a balance there um because there, there's one level where it is completely your story but then uh you know even jesus spoke in parables right you, you could insert my name into the story of the prodigal son or you yeah. know xyz so i think being inspired from a personal place a lot of times too is you're not the only one going through that or you're not the only one thinking that thought you're not the only yeah. one who has that question. And so when we can take something very personal, right. Um, and bring it, bring it to the forefront and begin to build a story around it, build a song around it. Um, all of a sudden, you know, now we get to kind of share in that, right. It's like a, a community moment where we, yeah. my story is now our story and we get to kind of sing it together. Yeah. I mean, there's connection and vulnerability, right? Like if you're yeah. able to be vulnerable and open up a little bit, people can go, okay, I can relate to that. Even if it's not in a piece of artwork, even if it's just two people sitting down having a conversation, one decides, Hey, can I be just be vulnerable with you for a second? The other one automatically will be able to connect a whole lot more to what you're saying. The other thing that you yeah. mentioned uh, was just this kind of thought of always be observing, always be collecting. So I'm, I'm thinking back to that Starbucks line that you were in, in the drive-thru, and I'm thinking, okay, when your kid said that, what in you said, that's a hook, or that's a song title, yeah, or, that, yeah. or, that, or that's a great, that's a, is it, 
is it because you're always looking for those things? What, what, and you just went, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think, you, I think you have to bring some intentionality into it. I think you just always want to be, you know, always have your phone close or whatever. But I think when, you know, when you're looking for those things um, and you're just available for them, um, then they'll, they'll come, right. You got to kind of make room uh, in your process to be inspired um, and I, I, I knew a, a guy, we're great friends to this day. Um, sometimes when he gets a sense of like creative block, he'll take a walk or he'll, uh, you know, he'll go do something out of the normal, right. He'll go, uh, sit at a park, right. Just get in different environments that could hmm. breed ins- inspiration. Cause you may see somebody walking their dog and it all of a sudden, you know, so you have a breakthrough moment in your process and you begin to create again, or you may see a, a mom and a daughter, you know, walking through the park or whatever it is. And yeah. all of a sudden you're inspired again. Um, a Frisbee might, you know, come your way and you might catch it. I don't know. Anything can happen. Um, but I think sometimes being intentional about switching up your environment um, and being, putting yourself in places where inspiration um, is, is kind of around you and then just being, being ready for it. Right. Don't, don't just say, Oh, that was cool. And then just keep going, be intentional to write it down, jot it in your phone, do the voice memo. Um, and I think as you do that, um, you, you'll get in that practice of, of, of when inspiration kind of flows to make sure you capture it. Yeah. Yeah. Always be capturing, right. The ABCs, uh, since we're sticking with this practical theme for a second, cause I love that. That's the stuff I glean from the most. I mean, one liners and inspirational quotes are great, but just give me the nuts and bolts. And that's what I want to kind of learn off of. Right. So just to get extremely practical with you for a second, what time, uh, what time of day is best for you to write? And why is that? Um, yeah. Uh, so, in, in Nashville, they do this this thing called 10 and 2s, which is when yeah. they write at 10 and they write at 2. Um, and they do that as a discipline. Uh, yeah. Every day, you know, 10, and, 10 o'clock we're writing and 2 o'clock we're writing. And I don't think it necessarily has to be that. I think more than a, whatever numerical time it is, it has to be an intentional time. Yeah. So uh, um, I, for me right now, a rhythm that I'm trying to get into is on Thursdays being intentional to make space to write, yeah. you know, Thursdays, um, being intentional. Once I've, you know, kind of gone through my to-do list and my tasks, having an intentional time that day of the week that says, this is when I'm going to do this. And so I think whatever time, place, or space it is, you just, you have, you have to create the discipline to do it. Um, yeah. and, and that consistency and, and make intentional margins for it. You know, not everybody can do 10 and two every day. Right. Um, but I think having, something on your calendar that says on this day, every week, I'm going to make space to create huh. and then just do it. Um, I think that's how you do it. Yeah. It's consistency. The, um, um, I know we were reading, uh, me and uh, a friend of ours, we were just reading the artist way and, um, she's talking in that book about the artist date and just having that consistent time on your calendar, whether it's daily or weekly or whatever, just knowing that you kind of get yourself on a rhythm of that's the rhythm that I'm going to, create in every Thursday afternoon for you. That's where I'm going to go. Uh, so kind of an obvious question here, but how do you know if what you've written is any good? Yeah. Uh, I had a friend one time, he, he, he's real churchy. So, uh, <laughs> I'll have to maybe, uh, bring some context to this, to this thought, but he used to say, you have to birth every song. 
And what he meant by that was every song needs kind of a revealing moment, an unveiling moment, hmm. a moment when you sing it for someone else, right? Because I mean, it might be good to you, wow. but you just never know until, you know, I think a lot of, t I mean, it's just with anything, if you're a chef, you're going to have people taste what you've cooked um, to hmm. see, right? If it's palatable, how people are responding to it. So I think you have to, in a, you know, some, some creators are very introverted and they're very protective over what they create. And so showing someone what they created is a big deal, right? It's that vulnerability thing. But I think that you don't really know what you've got until there's that unveiling moment, that mm. moment where if it's an art piece that you've painted, you put it in a gallery. Or um, if it's a blog, you hit publish. It's a song. You, you sing. For us, in our space, the best way to know would be to sing it in church, in a church setting or in a worship gather, gathering mm. kind of setting to see, yeah, this song made me feel a certain way. How is it going to make others feel? Is it, mm. is, it, uh, is it sticky like I think it is, you know? Um, uh, but I think every every piece of art needs an audience, and that's mm -hmm. how you're going to know. Um, and, and 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 if it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it wasn't. Maybe it was for you. Maybe you needed to create that for you. Um, yeah. But to know on a broader scale, um, if it's something that is for others, you have to put it in front of others and see how see how it takes. Man, that's so good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what you're saying is at the end of it all that you have to kind of you have to kind of let go and just introduce it to other people. Right. Because it's such a personal thing. We've already kind of established that, right. It's such yeah. a personal thing. It's kind of a part of you in a sense. And so going back to that vulnerability piece again, right. Like we just get vulnerable and we kind of open it up and we go, okay, well, if it's, if it's sticky, right. If it, if it latches on, if people go, yeah, I relate to that, then you go, okay, I, I'm on to something here. Mm -hmm. Right. And you just want to further mm -hmm. lean in and lean into that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's, let's, let's leave our watchers with one piece. So like if someone says, Hey Johnny, what's one rule that I need to remember when writing music? What's the number one thing that you're going to tell them? Uh, the number one thing I'm going to tell them is fire the critic. Hmm. Um, ex especially up front. Um, I think uh, if we get too in the details, especially when we're initially creating, we can kind of we can hinder the creative process. Um, I think you've got to you've got to give yourself permission to just put pen to paper. Yeah. Don't 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 worry about a comma or a period or spelling in the in those first few you know layers of creating. Just create. If it's a song, don't stop writing. If it's a painting, don't stop, uh, you know, putting, you know, the, the, the brush on the page, whatever it is, right. If it's whatever it is, I think we just have to give ourselves permission up front, um, to not get so caught up in the details, but just create, just kind of unpack and pour out whatever that, that thought is, um, and, and let that go. The, the critique will come later and the refining and the defining and all that stuff is, is later in the process, but we'll never get to that point in the process. If we don't just allow ourselves to to just dump it all out, get it all out, um, and 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 let it be messy, because that's the best art is messy. Yeah, come on, the best moments are messy because the messy moments are most likely the most relatable. Um, but but let it be messy up front. Let it just be real up front. The the all the other stuff, the tweaking, um, that'll come later, and that's part of the process. But I think a lot of us never get to that part of the process because we're trying to do it all up front 
and we yeah. get frustrated and we crumble up that piece of paper and we try to, you know, Kobe three point shot yeah. from across across the room and yeah and we're and not we giving frustrated. it we're not giving it any time to to breathe we're not giving it any time to live its life for a moment because right. there there may be more there but because we didn't fire the critic right the critic goes no that's not any good and you kind of prematurely like just take away the thing that could be amazing exactly. right wow Amen. well I mean Johnny is like my go-to person when it comes to one-liners and like, he's just like, that's, there's a sermon in there. There's a message in there. There's a song in there, you know, to kind of thing. So I just wrote down some things that you said while we were talking that I want to revisit for those that are watching just in case they missed it, because these are so, mm -hmm. so good. And you should write them down. Number one, it's all about the story. It's all about the story. I think that, I think that has to do, I think that goes in, with you anywhere in life. If you're going to be successful, it always gets tied back to a story. Church or not church, ministry, not ministry, song or not song, doesn't matter. It all goes back to the story. That's what people relate to. Another thing you said, I love this one. I've never heard you say this. You said the best songs bring you back to remembrance. Mm. And I know like church-wise and worship leader-wise, like people are like, oh, that's such a churchy thing. And I'm just like, as a country music fan, Right. Like yeah. the best songs take me back to a certain smell or a certain taste or a certain feeling. They all bring me back to a remembrance of some sort. Two more things you said. Number one, you said go to the inspiration. Don't wait for inspiration to hit you. I love that because it kind of flips this whole idea on its head of of of, of, of just kind of waiting for the lightning to strike. You're like, no, no, no. Just go find the lightning. Mm -hmm. Go find it. Fourth, And then the last fourth thing that I wrote down. Fire the critic, which is just money. That's what your book needs to be called. Whenever you write, it. <laughs> it's my life. <laughs> fire, fire the critic. Autobiography. Is there anything else you want to say about this process of writing music before we hop off here? Uh, no, but I will give you one more one-liner. Let's um, go. Just, be, just because I love it. Uh, no ego, amigo. <laughs> no ego, amigo, and that speaks for itself. No, I mean, I feel there's there's a story in there uh, of how that phrase came about. Yeah, uh, well, I I think you know, as a creative, as a pro, you know, in the process of creating, um, you got to give yourself a break, right? You know, you don't don't get too caught up and be all high and mighty and and think a certain way about yourself. Just just be yeah. humble and, yeah. and and let the creative process flow. Man. That's so good. Such a good reminder. Uh, Johnny, thank you for joining us. I want people to know if they want to keep up with Johnny and all of his uh, creations and songwriting, you can follow him on Instagram at the Johnny B. There's only one. There's only one Johnny B for me. Anyway, I don't know any other Johnny B's. I don't want to know any other Johnny B's. So there's only one Johnny B. Uh, so follow him on Instagram at the Johnny B. His reels are blowing up. He won't tell you that, but they are his reels. <laughs> His reels are straight fire right now. So check them out. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us again for another five questions. This one on the process. We're going to have so many more guests coming up that I'm super excited about. Can't wait to share them all with y'all. Uh, we'll see you again soon on five questions.